0: And with that, I welcome you to the Ah Podcast. I am your host B. Let's see what's going on today. Yeah, sort of a the theme for what's going on. maybe in the world and maybe across the more tastely. We just got to keep trucking on. Uh, Some news today coming out about the Titans-Steelers game this week uh, being postponed, and we'll get into that and a lot more. Let me bring on my guest, because this is his first time on this program individually. Uh, He's made one group appearance before, and his team name strikes fear into the 11 other teams in this league. DBTR Alex Davidson is on the program. Al, what's going on?
1: Let me tell you something. It's great to be on today, B.
0: Super excited for this one. Happy to finally make it on the pod. Been wanting to do it for a while and ready to go. I am ecstatic to have you on. Uh, Listen, there was a a debate on last night and you were in tune. Uh, Do you want to give some initial thoughts as to what went on uh, during that thing?
1: Debacle, complete debacle, debacle all around. No politics talk. Let's get straight to the, the fantasy week that we have ahead and chat a little bit about the crazy rivalry week we had last week.
0: I, I love it. I love it. So let's let's start week three, and let's pick up with my matchup, Al, because I'll tell you what, right off the bat, I'm just seething looking at my matchup. My team was disgraceful. Listen, it started with some bad management. We subbed in Deshaun Jackson as a late-minute sub uh, for Robert Woods, clearly an inferior player, heading into uh, his matchup with Cincinnati. Jalen Rieger was out. Everybody for the Eagles seems to be out. So we thought that Deshaun would just be a good play. Woods against Buffalo, kind of a good defense. Well, lo and behold, it didn't work. Um, and you look across my, my team, it, it sucked. And Al, if you were watching Monday night, Mark Andrews dropped a couple of really big, big-time attempts, uh, one of which would, would have given my team the win, regardless of the debacle that was the rest of my lineup. Um, talk to me about my team. It, it was bad. I mean, let's let's start there. How It was really bad, right?
1: So, B, like, the thing with this matchup is I know that this is a huge rivalry, underrated rivalry, but huge. It goes back to the Falcon days in bowling big time. Yeah, how, yeah. How do you start the Sean Jackson against Effie? With everything going on in the offseason, I of the Jew. How are you going to put Deshaun Jackson against Effie? It's never going to work. You know,
0: you know here, here's the thing, and actually it's a great point. I, I didn't even consider that. I truly did not cross at least my mind. I can't speak for Coburn. We didn't talk about that. What came across my mind though, was that Robert Woods was playing the bills, which was his favorite is obviously his favorite team. So I was, I I swear it did not even cross my mind looking back at it. It's a huge mistake right around Yom Kippur as well. Um, It was an absolute, it was just an absolute train wreck decision and it, it didn't work, but did you watch Monday night? Did you see those Mar- that Mark Andrews drop in the end zone? There,
1: look, Monday night was a, a crazy night of football. I had the over in the game. Not great for me. Not a fan of Mark Andrews in that game at all. He had a rough game overall. Ugh. But, you know, that's just Monday night. Monday night, when it comes down to Monday night in a fantasy football match, usually goes against you. That's what happens with me all the time, and it sucks.
0: Yeah, it it was really painful, and I just had to sit through it, and game flow might have been on my side. It just didn't happen. My team has to go back to the drawing board. And and Al, let's talk about Effie's team here, because my team drastically underperformed, but I would say Effie's team was spot on with exactly the performance that I was expecting from him. Uh, Do you agree with that?
1: So this is the thing with Effie's team. I th- I think he's uh, a bottom as well, a dweller in this league right now. Yeah, He's a champion last year. Can't take it away from him minus the terrible decisions he made in the title game, but still he won. So give him that. Um, but I just still don't get that trade that he made. I think it's one of the worst trades that we have seen in this, the 10 year history of this league. Um, not only does he go with the Homer um, getting, trying to get Singletary in that trade, but Aaron Jones won him the league. Like, I can't stress that enough. The, what what <laughs> he put good up point. in that championship game will not be repeated in fantasy football, in the championship. That, I, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I had $500 on that because I needed Ross to lose it. And I was going crazy for Epi's team during it. And like I was at dinner with my family. I, I saw the touchdown that Diggs got in that game. Like, whatever, this is over. It's, even though that Aaron he's, Jones is having a great game, this one's over. But then he goes for, like, an 80-yard touchdown, goes off in the fourth quarter, has, like, a 45-point game, uh, you know, something around 45, and just wins the title for Effie, and then he trades him, what, six months later? It's just terrible.
0: It, terrible yeah, management. I, I, I do hear you. I do hear you. Like, you know, you don't always want to show loyalty, but, come on, that was a, a literally probably the greatest performance in the history of this league, given the – The circumstances, and then Al. What about what about his most recent trade here with OBJ? Listen, he trades for Beckham, basically within two hours of Odell coming out and publicly saying that he's probably not going to put up big numbers this year. Did you find that a little strange?
1: It was a panic move. That's all it was. (laughs) He he panicked here. He was offering me trades all week for receivers. He he needed it. He needed to win this week. He did get the win. I don't think it's going to help him in the long run, but. He panicked yeah. here. I think Kittle is definitely the the better play over OBJ, not even going into the tight end versus receiver there. Um, so I think it was just a terrible trade for for Effie. But, you know, he won the title last year and that's all we can say about him. Don't think he's winning it this year.
0: Yeah, he he staves off uh, really just being the victim of my my podcast and my <laughs> bragging for for the time being because I can't say anything. My team put up 107 points, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and move on. Let's go to your matchup, DBTR, because Al, I gotta say, I think your team. Not that there's any moral victories here, but this is one of the greatest one and two teams that I, that I've seen in this <laughs> league. I think it's a really good team. And listen, I, I mean, talk to me about your matchup. What was going through your head? What what sort of happened here?
1: So, this is a tough matchup. I was with uh, the, the king of Manhattan or whatever he calls himself these days during the, the one o'clock games. We thought I was going to win this one. I uh, he was doing a little bit of the reverse jinx, like, you know, whatever you'd expect. But like power to him. He won the matchup. Kamara had a stud of a game. Reminds me of two years ago when I had him on the squad. Love Kamara. I mean, I look at Dorfman's team. I think that he has a very solid team, and it, it just goes back to Kamara. I don't think he should have been able to get him where he did in the draft, and I think teams that passed up on Kamara are going to regret that throughout the year.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because he's really doing it through the passing game right now. Uh, he only had six rushing attempts last time. I, I find that a little weird, but I, I'm with you as long as he's healthy. Listen, he's putting up huge numbers. And, and Al, do you think the Chris Carson injury could have some negative effects on on Mr. Dorfman's team? I think it'll
1: have a little bit of an, effect, an impact on the team, but I, I just look at his team right now. Kamara, I like Ridley. Matt Ryan's going to be in shootouts throughout the year since their defense can't stop anything. I, I think he's got yeah, a really solid down. squad here. I think that he is going to outperform what people expect. I also, to give my rival some credit here, I think that the last few years he's been picking it up and I think that this year we can uh, see him definitely in the, the top half of the standings for sure. I think that yeah, he the, the the waiver wire is going to be something for him. I think he's going to have to pick up his slack there this year, but I think he's a solid squad.
0: Yeah, very, very solid squad. You figure Mike Davis will slide into his lineup if uh, uh, Carson is out. And Al, you, you just, you've been riddled by injuries as has a lot of this league, but uh, I mean, my team has as well, but to lose Le'Veon and now, Julio missed the game. Uh, Godwin just can't stay healthy. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to get healthy, I think.
1: That's what it is. Fantasy football, part of it's luck. Uh, CBTR has not had the luck this year. Godwin especially is killing me because I, I do have that that side of wager with uh with the Dan man. So what,
0: What's that wager? I don't so even know about
1: it. We did this wager last year before the season started. OBJ is supposed to be a stud Like when he was in the Giants. I knew he wasn't going to be. Godwin was supposed to come in, you know, people were saying he'll be a sleeper, maybe a, a, a low-end receiver two, high-end receiver three before the season. I told Dan, I was like, let's do a, you know, head-to-head who has more points for the season. So, Godwin just wipes the floor of OBJ last year. <laughs> so, I win it there, and then Dan, or one day on the golf course, you know, we're golfing, and he he brings up, you know, bringing it back this year, but really upping up the stakes here. And... uh I almost think that he didn't want me to do it. He didn't want me to do it, so he put a, a high wager, and I was like, you know what? Like, I've got to do it. I feel like I have a huge edge there, so went with it and not looking great right now for me. I would say that even though Godwin's played two games and OBJ's played three, it's they're within, I, I want to say, two points of each other, so that's fine, but Godwin now looks like he's going to miss two games, so I don't
0: know what's going to happen there. Yeah, and certainly Godwin seems to be more capable of of bigger numbers if healthy. So, I yeah, definitely the the best kind of ability is availability. So Godwin's got to get back on the field for your team. But all in all, a fine week. I mean, 146 points. Uh, it's just nothing you could do. Um, s- sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Let's let's go on to this other matchup. This is uh, this was a pretty high scoring rivalry. We had uh, the commissioner of the league, Dudai Palmer, you against uh. Jordy Ray's team It was 172 to 152 It was uh, a very, very Pretty tightly contested Matchup, I would say Uh, Al, give me your initial thoughts on the Commission's team, 172 points
1: He had a great week, I think his team Just really runs through Prescott I think Dak is unbelievable Especially in fantasy, again, because They're just always in shootouts, the Cowboys I I would like to point out, B, that the last two weeks, Dak had forty points and thirty points, but he went against Atlanta and Seattle. So those are, you know, shootout games right there. I, I, I will like to see what he does in, in upcoming weeks. Uh Cleveland, yeah, that's a good I, point. Yeah. Cleveland, look, they're not the best defense, but I I think they're they're a better defense as of having them the last few weeks than uh, some of these defenses that Dak has seen the last two weeks. So Yeah it'll be
0: Yeah. 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 And that's a that's a really good point, because if you look at his first week against the Rams, clearly a decent defense only has 18. Um, So so that is a very interesting point. It's something to monitor. And do you are you confident in his receiving core out?
1: I'm not I'm not super confident here. I actually think Edelman um, on a normal week will be his uh, best receiver going forward. I, I'm not. I'm just not a Metcalf guy. Um, I, oh, just, after that run a play. straight line. Yeah, he runs a straight line. He sometimes catches it. He does boneheaded plays sometimes. Look, he's a solid player. I'm. Uh, I think Edelman's going to end up having a, a big year in the end. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, you know, I think the three of uh, Edelman, Metcalf, and and Landry is. Uh, you know. Not the best receiving core in the league, but I think that he has very solid quarterbacks that, uh you know, compensates for it,
0: overcompensates. It, yeah, absolutely. So a, a really good week by the commission. And another good week by by Jordy Ray. He didn't get the win, but his team puts up 152 points. And just similarly to how your team sort of went, it, you know, sometimes uh, that's just the way it breaks down for you. And, and talk to me about Ray's team here because it feels like Keenan Allen – his value was severely hampered by Tyrod Taylor starting. And then this Herbert guy comes out of nowhere, just, you know, medical malpractice, punctures the lung, Herbert's in. And now Keenan Allen had, what did he have last week? I'm looking at it right now, 19 targets. That's absurd.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, you look at this team, if Keenan's putting up 30 points or getting anywhere near that, you easily expect that you're going to win the week. So it's a tough week for him. Spencer had a great, he had a, an unbelievable week obviously um but but I like Jordan's team. I think that uh he's got solid running backs um yeah. quarterback solid quarterback play for sure I mean it's definitely a team that I think will be will be there at the end of the year as one of those teams competing for a spot, so yeah de- you know,
0: definitely, and, and he's just got to get a uh, Hollywood Brown going, but his team you know all in all it's a it's a really sound squad, I think
1: I agree with you there B. I agree with you um there.
0: let's let's go to to our uh, next matchup and and Al, I think you're going to enjoy talking about this one because this is the battle of the former residents of Eagle Chase, Kyle Orton with a question mark, against the Graham Crackers and the Dan Man. Um, Al, who, who do you prefer winning in the More Taste League in this rivalry? Who do you enjoy to see win more?
1: Are we talking championship or are we talking just We're talking
0: – he- let's talk head-to-head. Let's okay. just talk rivalry.
1: Okay, if we're talking just rivalry, I can accept DJ winning. I can accept DJ winning a week. I'm fine with that. You know, he'll trash talk Sam better for sure. But if we're talking winning a title, there's nobody I think I'd rather uh, have, have a title, see, win a title than DJ. Maybe Ross, but probably not. That would right. be my thought there.
0: And you have to figure that Sam was completely seething. Like, you know, and, and I feel like you take enjoyment in it. I think most of the league takes an enjoy, enjoyment in it, knowing that he's a pretty fired up guy Sundays uh, at one o'clock and you're looking at his receiving core and to no fault of his own. Listen, he has some two studs that were were out, but you put in Larry Fitzgerald and, and T.Y. Hilton has not been up to snuff. And those two guys really let him down this week.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is a squad that's just riddled with injuries. I think that Tough week for him this week, but i I see the squad coming back uh, with a vengeance coming up the next few weeks. I, I think he 'll get some of his guys back. I think Thomas is supposed to play next week. I think he 's questionable, but uh you know i, I think we'll uh, we 'll see him playing and when he's when he comes back i 'm expecting massive games from thomas just to oh. to get back so i don 't know I think Sam's still got his squad d j on the other hand i 'm uh a little cooler on i 'm not a huge fan of his squad um I mean, just looking right now uh, with Sanders, solid player, fine with that. Uh, that first round pick he had, I mean, I, I just Mixing. didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. Like, I, I think D, I think DJ's a, a football mind. I think he's good at this stuff. We had some, uh, you know, some talks before at Stern's House, the draft of what the first round would look like. What we thought we were pretty much lockstep in it. And then he goes with Mixon in the first round. I, I personally think Mixon is the third best back in that state. So. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing with Mixon in the first round. I think that was uh, a pick I would not have expected from the Dan Man, but uh, that's the squad he's got right now, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, in the upcoming week against Mitt.
0: Wow, I, I love that take. I think I agree with you. Mixon is, is behind Chubb and Hunt in, in the state of Ohio. And, Let me, yeah. and, Let and me I'm tell you something. And I'm not sure something. who the Buckeyes running back is, but perhaps there's <laughs> even a fourth guy. I'm mean, i I'm not really sure uh, what's going on over there. <laughs> Let <laughs> me
1: mean... tell you something on that with, with Hunt. If and I know we got our, our, our buddy Shaw in this this league now. They got to find a way to get him on the field more. And I know that Chubb is I great. Agree. Chubb is very good. They have two unbelievable running backs, probably two top 10 running backs, if not better, in the league. But they, they got to find a way to get Hunt on the field. He just makes plays every single time. I think yeah, that, I, that backfield is just great.
0: I told Ross, because I think Ross drafted Chubb last season, and I, I said on this program that, it was a mistake because when Hunt came back from suspension, Hunt was the better running back on the roster. I'm still standing by that. I think he's a better all-around talent. I mean, he was a top three running back when he was on Kansas City. He was un- absolutely incredible, unbelievable, whatever word you want to use to describe him. And I agree with you. If the Browns want to win games, just give him the ball. It's not that hard. Um, let's Let's move on here, Al, to this was a, a pretty – a pretty huge matchup, I would say. I, probably the most publicly disputed matchup heading in. A lot of trash talking on both sides. 15 Colgate, Mahomes, and Rossby against taming of the Minshew. Um, there was a, a money on the line personally. There was a ton of trash talking, uh, uh, at least in the weeks leading up to it. Rossby went kind of silent, leading, heading into the matchup, and then resurfaces on Sunday. Uh, later in the day when his team takes uh, commanding lead and, and starts really uh, letting them have it and knowing that Mahomes and Jackson were going to finish the deal for him Monday night, that's exactly what happened. Al, I think Ross B's team, I think it's obviously a really solid team. I think it overachieved a little bit this week. Listen, Lockett puts in three touchdowns. I mean, how how many touchdowns is he going to score on the season? Maybe ten. I, I I think a lot of his production, at, at least in the touchdown department, was seen this weekend. And listen, I get it. Like they are, um, they're a, a team that's going to throw the ball a lot. But I, I'm just not buying this. Is like, what is he going to score? 15 touchdowns? You know what I mean?
1: I'm totally with you there, B. And this team, Ross's team. It's a solid team. There's n- nobody can take that away from him. Surprised that he did lose the first two weeks. If right. His receivers put up. I'm trying to do the math right here. It looks like around 80 points a week. Like he's he's golden. He's not losing many games with that with the quarterbacks that he has. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think that Lockett's going to come down to earth a little bit. Um, definitely, like you said, not not having those those three touchdowns. May probably. I don't even think he has a touchdown a week. You know, like going forward. So that that'll happen. But like even Robinson, like. Solid player, but 28 points. Like you'll see him come down to earth from that. So there, there's there's definitely some some players in the squad that he had this week that way outperformed. But I will say a little scary that he puts up 199 and, and Lamar only has 15 points. It's all set.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely a little scary. But out one more thing I want to touch on on his team, his running backs long term. Are you a believer in these backs? Because I, I don't know if I am.
1: I don't think he is either. I don't think Ross is a believer in these backs. I
0: agree.
1: I think that he has everybody around these guys that they can, you know, help these guys out a little bit. But I think that's his Achilles heel. And uh, I think it could potentially bite him down the road as we get into the the, the playoff chase and, you know, 10 weeks or so down the road.
0: Yeah. He's going to need like a Kamara injury or, or, or really Gibson to, to emerge as a, an elite back. I, I think he's got with Chark on the bench. He's got four really good receivers. Uh, including some other pretty serviceable ones, Preston Williams, uh, maybe Corey Davis. Maybe he can find a trade partner out there and flop a receiver for a back. Uh, But I'm with you, and I think you know it, I know it. The other teams in this league know know it, and above all, Ross B does know it. He knows that his backs are not championship caliber right now, so he has to address that. And then Al, give me your objective early impressions of the, the Elliott addition to this league.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an addition. I think that we, it's an, it's an addition for sure. I think Jake was really solid last year. I think he had a, he really figured it out um, last year. I, I want to say Dom hasn't been around for a few years now. So right. you know, Jake, Jake's on his own. He's, he really, he beat me to make the playoffs last year. He made a, a nice little run. Shaw um, comes in. I think that they've looked pretty good the first three weeks. I'd say Shaw's definitely upping up the trash talk. So this, this rivalry week has been fun with it for sure. But uh I, I just want to see what happens as these, these tough decisions come uh, later on where I know that Jake made some pretty solid decisions last year down the stretch that made it, made him get into the playoffs. We'll see what happens with Shaw being the addition. Does Jake come out on top and make those decisions or is Shaw going to, you know, push him back a little bit? I don't know. It's time. will will tell us what the answer is there.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a really interesting point, especially dad yeah, down the stretch when big decisions have to be made. Um, do you, do you think this team is extremely competitive down the stretch Al? Do you think ultimately this is a squad that the rest of the league should be on notice of?
1: I don't want to say it's a squad that the rest of the team, the rest of the league needs to be on notice for like uh Ross's team, but I would say that this is a team that's competing for the playoffs down the stretch. I think that they're, yeah. they're solid. I think it's a like a lot of teams though this year and I mean it, it, you look at the standings B. You got a lot of uh I think everybody's one and two or two and one, which is unbelievable. Like that that's the case right now. I think it's a competitive year and I think the waiver wire is going to be a huge year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, I'm I'm always a big proponent of saving money um you know barring some drastic necessity and we're looking at uh last place right now FE is currently out of money and really uh the only other one who spent a su- real real substantial amount of money I would say would be uh ross and you know every some other people have spent some money aaron's at like 57 dollars and but but for the most part ross and and effie are are running low on money but i'm with you with taming of the Minshew has a hundred dollars left in waiver budget they can easily address needs on the waiver wire and i'm with you that could be that's the difference between separating your hitting the waiver wire so i i'm very much with you there um
1: exactly it's a team, but, it's a tbd on this team i think that we'll we'll see what happens i think they have the the pieces in place if josh allen plays the way he's playing i mean you know sky's the limit for this team so we'll, we'll see what happens
0: yeah he really is playing like a top quarterback and we'll, we'll keep this pro- probably program we'll probably run about 40 45 minutes are you gonna watch the finals tonight
1: of course i am of course i'm gonna watch the finals i'm uh do you, do you have money on it I had uh, your your partner um, at the apartment about a call it two weeks ago. At this point, during the last round, and uh, watching some uh, some of the heat with them, really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm I'm pulling for the heat in this one. I really I really want to see them win. Um, I I don't have anything on it right now, but I'm sure throughout the series I'll be putting some money on the heat.
0: Yeah, I like it. I I really think they play team ball. And and let's talk about I think our our final matchup here uh, in week three. We had TMC against the Palomalus, TMC. Uh, has really started an interesting tradition here, one that I approve of in sending a a rivalry, a air quotes gift, if you will. And Ian this year received a brick with uh, the male reproductive organ on it. Um, So I I really, really appreciate that sort of stuff. It really entertains me. Um, Al, this matchup was pretty pedestrian. I don't want to say it was low. Like my matchup was really kind of pathetic. This matchup was probably right around par. I think some of the other matchups were above par. I would call this a par matchup. Um, Talk to me about Ian's team here.
1: Well, you look at Ian's team, I'm not a Wentz guy um, personally right now. I've been saying, I've got my school friends that I've been, uh, you know, having the Wentz discussion with for a while. I mean, 22 points, it's it's a good week for him. I think that's good. Um, I I think Ian's team, he's got some good receivers there, so not a – you know, not a terrible team. I I will say my one thing with Ian is that I'm, I'm sitting on draft night, I'm just sitting in my computer, you know, doing the draft, and I'm getting texts back and forth um, from from the Dan man, and and one of the texts I don't have it off the top, but it, it was something about how Davies like doesn't know what he's doing, like what t- kind of a team is he drafting? So so Ian's the guy that I'm looking for this year that I'm I'm gonna you know. Really, really, really look forward to that matchup. Let's just say that. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. I I love that. That's bulletin board material. Now, Al, you're you're a Big Ten guy. I'm a Big Ten guy. Let's just talk about Ian's running backs because you definitely will have some familiarity with them compared to the rest of the league. You follow Big Ten football pretty religiously. So we have a Wisconsin guy in Taylor and an OSU guy in Dobbins. Do you think these guys down the stretch are enough for Ian?
1: I think Dobbins was a typical Ian pick. It was a great pick, I thought. Um, I think I want to say he was picked before Ingram, which I think was uh, it makes sense if, if that's the case. But I, I believe that was the case. I think that Dobbins by the end of the year is going to be, uh, you know, getting a lot more of the carries there. And I think he's going to be very solid. Um, Taylor, I mean, similar situation. I think Dobbins will have a better year. But uh, I think they'll both, by the end of the year, uh, get in, keep, they'll get more volume. So I think they're they're pretty good plays there. I think it's really with his team, it's just, like, the quarterbacks. I You know, they're, 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 those are his keepers, the quarterbacks. And it's a matter of are they going to be consistent? Are they going to be able to put points up? If they do, he's got a very solid squad, I think, with Hopkins especially. Um, but if, if these two quarterbacks don't, then, like, you know, it's going to be tougher.
0: Yeah, and, and- – it doesn't sound like when what Doug Peterson was saying that Wentz's job is in jeopardy, but I mean, you throw in a couple of the more real bad weeks, like he's been, you know, exhibiting, then perhaps that conversation becomes more of a reality. And and maybe we see Jalen hurts. I'm, I'm not sure about that for now. I think Wentz is safe, but he's got to start playing better football. I am with you. And then on TMC side of things here, because this team did something very interesting. I I'm, I can't guarantee it, but I can almost with certainty say that I have never seen two first round and second round picks be put on the bench strictly because they weren't the two best guys ready to go that week at their position. You know, injuries, bye weeks, things like that. I'm sure it's happened, but they voluntarily put Chubb and Edwards in. I hate Steve Levy, but he was saying it really weird. E Lair, I, I don't. He was putting so much <laughs> emphasis on that E.
1: Yes. Um, he yes.
0: puts both them on the bench, and I'm not. I don't know. You know. Obviously, you're looking at it. They had they hit on the high score of Robinson, um, and McKinnon. So it ended up being close to a wash in terms of these third and fourth backs uh, compared to one and two. Al, did you respect this move? What did you think of it?
1: I mean, you, just, you just go to the the two governors of this team, right? Like you gotta respect these two guys. They're 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 great. They play with such grace. One of one of my favorite <laughs> squads in the league. You you just you just root for them. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when when I, when they play me, fine. I guess I won't root for them. Although you'll see the text that we have back and forth when we play each other. We're both kind of rooting for the other team. But uh, you know, I, I just, if I'm not winning. I want
0: these guys to win. That's all I'll say with their squad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And and they came up a little short. Uh, a huge performance from Rush who who seems to be in a competition with Mahomes and maybe Dak for QB1 overall in fantasy this year. Uh, Russ is taking it personally. For, I, I, they unleashed him. Listen, 14 touchdowns through three weeks and only one interception. He's flying. Uh, but Al, I want to talk about the other guy, Daniel Jones. I didn't love the pick as a Giant fan when it came out at six. They had another first-round pick later on. I would have been okay with them taking him there. But he doesn't seem to be really much of anything right now listen his promising signs are few and far between he's put up just eyeballing this roughly 35 points through three weeks out that's not QB2 production do you think he can get to QB2 production or no I think that for a fantasy
1: perspective he can that would be my thought I think that the Giants will play from behind a little bit as we go and uh he'll put up some stats. I know it was a rough week this week, and it's been a rough week the last two uh, last two or three, but I think that he'll he'll put up some you know 15 ish range where it'll be respectable so I don't think it's a terrible terrible play to have him at QB two maybe until he figures things out in the next few weeks it's tough, but I think by the end of the year it'll he'll figure himself out for fantasy purposes.
0: I love that uh, yeah, and and that's really I think. Uh, key to their team obviously they don't have An alternative right now on their roster As far as another quarterback They can ins- assert in listen TMC Is a bold team they've done some bold things Over the years um, Listen if Daniel Jones struggles continue I would not be blown away To see them go with two kickers but given a certain week I could see It happening I see the scenario playing out I wouldn't bet on it but I wouldn't be Wildly shocked by it Um and now with that, we, we concluded uh, week three. So now let's do some game picks. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to, I'm going to throw on some primetime music. Now, lately it hasn't been coming through the uh, podcast too well when I publish it. So hopefully it works this time, but can you hear this right now? Of course I can. Let's do it. Beautiful. Let's start with my matchup. I'm playing Sammy C and kind of going off of what you said earlier. I am a little nervous about these receivers coming back into the lineup. Look at their production and look at their opponents this week. Michael Thomas at Detroit. has. It, there might not be a, a more mouth-watering matchup in the history of fantasy football, except if there was, it would be Devontae Adams against the Atlanta defense, who just lost a Michigan State graduate, Darquez Bernard, their best cornerback. He's out. Uh, Al, these guys are preparing to feast. I'm nervous.
1: I love your squad B, but... I gotta go with Sam here. I think that exactly what you said. Michael Thomas is about to have a huge game, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough one. But uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going with Sam here.
0: I, yeah, and and Al, just one more thing on this postponement here. Do you think Sam should put Bridgewater into the lineup or not?
1: This is a tough one, and I have the same thing going on with with Tanny. luckily, it's a kicker versus Tanny. I would say that for the time being, let it play out, see what happens, and we'll see what happens in the next few days. But you know, for the time being I say he keeps the roster until the last minute that he needs to set.
0: Yeah, and there, there is no reverse jinxes on this program in the way that I'm doing this. I am making my picks new, as neutrally as I can. And so I'm looking at this. Listen, my team is coming off a one hundred and seven point performance. Um, my best player is out. Um, I have no business picking my team to win this week, given Sam's matchups. Burrow is playing Jacksonville. They got we talked about the receivers. Josh Jacobs is a monster, and and Kenyon Drake plays Carolina. Kenyon Drake has struggled, I think, relatively uh, through his expectations through the first few weeks, but that's a get-right matchup at Carolina. I got to pick Sam's team, even though it really, really pains me to do that. Uh, Al, let's go to your matchup. You're playing the Dan Man. I love this. This is an intense rivalry. I know you want to win. Al, are you going to get it done this week?
1: DBTR by a million. A million. A million. DBTR is coming with a vengeance this week. Tannehill is going to be – I think they're going to play. I think Tannehill is going to have a big week. But if he doesn't, I got the kicker ready to go. I got my second kicker just off uh, outside of waivers. So, ready to go there. I think I'm going to take down the damn man. I really do.
0: Listen, Sam last week might have had some of the most putrid receiving core put together in this league's history. But that was due to injury. If you're looking at Dan's receiving core, it's due to just his roster overall. I think this is a pretty (laughs) subpar receiving core. um, And it really outperform its projections for him to stick with it. Stick with your team because Lazard went off last week. But is he capable of that every week? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been through however many games he's been around for. So he seems up and down. He also plays Atlanta. But Al, I think the one thing that I can say between you and I because we're facing the Green Bay receivers – Maybe they go on the ground, maybe they get up huge against Atlanta, and they're just trying to control the clock throughout the game. And so I think we can hope for it. Al, I like your team through and through better than Dan's this week. I have just no doubt that you're going to win this week. Um, I think Cam Newton at Kansas City is going to be an interesting matchup. Um, he's coming coming off a little bit of a down week fantasy-wise. Um We'll, we'll see if they unleash him, though, to throw to keep up with Patty Mahomes. That could get interesting. But, Al, I, I look at your team, and I love your matchups. The Seahawks are giving up historically historic numbers against receivers and offenses. So I like the Fitzpatrick on my team to Parker connection this week. And Goff is going to torch the Giants. So what's the deal with Tannehill, though?
1: Talk to me. It's a tough one. It goes back to what I was saying, that it's going to be Monday or Tuesday, it seems like. You know, the issue is that if the game goes to Tuesday and you wait it out, there's a chance the game gets canceled. So I have to really weigh that in. But I, for the time being, I'm going to wait it out. I really think that that's the play. And if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be looking at all the news that I possibly can. If I need to put in a kicker last minute, I would love to beat the Dan Man with two kickers. I almost <laughs> would prefer to beat the Dan Man with two kickers. So that's in the back oh. of my mind also. So, you know, we'll figure that one out. But uh, it's, a, it's a wait and see game for me to be.
0: That's great. Last, last point, Al. Gut feeling, is Julio Jones shooting up for DBTR this weekend? I think he is. I think so, too. I like it. Um, let's go on. So, no, next matchup, we have last place, Fiatler Adler punting for picket against Dudai Palmer. You. Um, Al, who do you like in this?
1: I mean, I said it before, I'm really not a fan of uh, punting for Pickett this year. Um, Effie, I'm going to be taking Kenny Hasman before you next year. So make sure that in the back of your head that he's on my draft board. But, uh, you know. I think that Spencer's got a solid squad this year, like I said before. I think Effie doesn't. You look at the matchups, I think that Spencer's matchups are, are pretty favorable this week. You know, you look at uh, matchups against Seattle, that's, a, that's a, an advantage for him there, I'd say. Um, even Landry going against Dallas, that's a nice little matchup for him. I think he's going to – and, and Dak, all, yeah, Dak against Cleveland, I think that'll be a high-scoring game. So, I don't know. I think that it is going to be a, an interesting matchup, but I'm going to take Dudad Palmer Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, and, and there's no hard feelings against Fee against, uh, Adler. Listen, he got it done last week. This isn't a spite pick. This is just a, ma- a common-sense pick. I'm taking Dudai Parmenu. He has a better team. He just has a better team. Um, the one thing Effie can maybe hold his hat on is Justin Jefferson exploded last week. Maybe that guy is busting onto the scene. He's going to have, I think, another chance this week to really have a nice performance against the Houston defense. Uh, listen, I'm out on David Johnson. I've been out. Um, he he has not gotten it done since the pretty promising opening night. I'm concerned there. Jeff Wilson is a nice little addition. I think his projection is probably a little low. But, yeah, turning the attention to to Spencer's team. Miles Gaskin out. He's emerging. Talk to me about him. What do you know? I like
1: him. I mean, I I liked him in college. I I like him, you know, in the NFL so far. I think that he's a solid back, and I think that it's a favorable matchup. I think he'll get a, a volume play also there. So, you know, I think it'll be a solid week for him overall. I also, you know, Eckler also, you're you're going down the list of the running backs. I think he'll have a a decent week as well against Tampa. So I think it'll, you know, it'll be a successful week there for the squad.
0: Last little note out. Gronkowski showed a little bit of signs last week. Maybe he's going to start getting involved a little bit more in the passing game. Spencer put him in his lineup. Are you a believer in Gronk moving forward?
1: I am a believer. I'm not sure if it's going to be this week, but I think later in the year, once he gets the reps and I think he's going to be a very solid tight end.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be this week, but he's starting to be involved a little bit more. That's a little concerning for the rest of the league. It's something to monitor. Next matchup, out, we've got another one. Jordy R against TMC. Out your heart, as stated earlier, will lie with TMC this week. Jordy R is a huge favorite right now. Who are you picking? Are you going with your head or your heart or both?
1: Look, I think that this is an interesting matchup. Very, very interesting. You look at both sides. I think Aaron Jones against Atlanta. I think he's going to have a very solid week there. I think that Russell is going to have a good week against Miami. So I think that it's going to be an interesting matchup overall. Chubb against Dallas, I think that's a good one also. Um, This is a tough one, B. This really is. But I'm going with my, my two governors there. I'm going with TMC this week.
0: Ooh, I love that. Now, something interesting to monitor is also sort of the Tannehill situation, what's what's going on here. They got a couple of Pittsburgh receivers on the bench, currently Cole Beasley in the lineup, Tyler Boyd in the lineup, Slayton in the lineup. Could be subject to change, as well as maybe their backs. Listen, we've seen them put Chubb and Edwards, e Lair on the bench before. It, it's not out of the question. I'm not sure if this is a, a set-in-stone lineup here. I'd imagine it is not. But we can only go off the information available right now. Um I'm going to take Jordy R's team. I, I, I think Breeze is just due. At some point, this guy's got to have a big week. Michael Thomas is coming back. I think he's going to start playing a little bit angrier. I think the Saints are going to have a big week this week in, through the air. And, and then, Al, your Jets are, are really struggling. I, talk to me a little bit about Jerry Judy. Do you like him this week with that scrub quarterback they're playing or no?
1: I loved him in college. I thought he was great. I wanted the Jets to potentially draft him in that spot. It was a tough one to decide with lineman versus uh, receiver. If they would have went receiver, I would have won Judy. Um, This week with that quarterback playing, I just don't think he's going to do it. I I don't think he's going to have a big week. Um, But, you know, the Jets are not. Obviously the best team in the league. So who knows what yeah. happens? If this guy can either come and throw a dud and Jets D for me is going to put up 20 points or he's going to throw three touchdowns and, uh, you know, our, our boy is going to get fired by the end of the week. So it'll be an yeah. interesting one.
0: Yeah, listen, if there was any, if there was going to be a defense to make uh, some random quarterback look like a Hall of Famer, it would either be the Jets or the Giants. So I'm right with you there. And it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out on Thursday night. And then, obviously, just the last thing to touch on here, we have Jordy R's running backs uh, with favorable matchups, especially in the Aaron Jones department, playing Atlanta. It feels like Green Bay is just going to beat them however they want to beat them, whether it be through the air, which would hurt us, Al, or on the ground, which would obviously hurt TMC. I'm going to stick with the projection. Uh, Jordy R's projected the most points in this league uh, for this week, so I'm going to take him. Um, Al, we have two matchups left. Let's start with your rival, Pop Lock and Pop and Aaron Dorfman, currently sitting in first place in this league, playing Taming of the Minshaw. It's Aaron D. Uh, the, the matchup is a little weird here because currently Jake's team and Elliott's team are projected to have more points, but the percentages are reflecting the fact that Derrick Henry's game is postponed. Tough to evaluate here, but Al, just roster-wise, what are we looking at? Who do you have?
1: I really like Aaron's team this year. I mean, Kamara against Detroit, that seems like a favorable matchup there. You go down the list, uh, Matt Ryan, he's going to put up points against against Green Bay. I think that's going to be a high-scoring game, so you got that. Um, Ridley, you're looking at Green Bay uh, with with Matt Ryan. I think they're going to put up points, so I I think this is going to be a good week for Aaron again. I think the the momentum is, is, you know, in his favor, and I, I think he's looking pretty good.
0: You go to
1: the other side of this. Yeah, yeah, go. go,
0: go. Aaron's been been a little bit mad at me lately because he hasn't come on this program yet. I I think also because I've said in the past, uh, when DJ did those power rankings early on in the year, I said, you know, I'm probably an idiot for saying this, but I think Aaron's team is ranked too low. And now here we are. Uh, But I picked you last week. And I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm going to pick Aaron to win this week. I think he's earned the respect of me picking him this week. Um, I'm going to take him. I, but this matchup is a big-time matchup, and I'm with you. Jake and Elliott's team is really good, but 1-3 is tough. I don't care, like, how good your roster is. 1-3 is tough to come by, so this is a big game for them. Um, I think they clearly need it more, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm taking Aaron Dorfman to win this week. I don't know what has gotten into me because I can't believe I'm saying those words right here in week three. Um, yeah, we have one matchup left. Wait, wait, I'll be, I, want, I want my pick yeah, here. Yeah, 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 what's
1: up? So, I didn't, I didn't make a pick here officially. I want, so this, oh, is my, okay. th- this is my thought here. This is my thought here. I think these are two very solid squads. I think they're going to be there in the end. I know everyone thinks I'm crazy. I think Aaron has a good team this year. What I'm bringing this down to this week is, a few weeks ago, Aaron posted in our group meeting, he said something along the lines of, I brought you into this world. I could take you out of it. He'd said something like that. I think he wants it this week. I think he really wants this one. I think he's almost looking at it as a mini rivalry week. And I think he's going to take them down
0: this week. Al, give me your, your mental edge. Pick in this matchup. Do you have Aaron or do you have, I'm going to just stick with Elliot. I think those are the two guys playing mind games here. Jake's involved. Well, I, I will apologize to him and include him in that. But give me the Aaron versus Elliot matchup. Who would you take mentally, mentally oh, as heading into this? I don't
1: even think it's a question. Give me Aaron all day, every day. There,
0: Aaron all day, every day. Um, interesting, interesting. So uh, I'm very excited for the group me this weekend. Is that what you're most looking forward to publicly in the group meet? This matchup.
1: I will say I don't think Aaron's gonna, you know, go back and forth with him. So that's one thing to think of. I think that uh, they're going to be, you know, talking mainly Elliot. I don't know if Aaron's going to really, you know, take the bait. So we'll see what happens there. I think that the the uh, DJ-DBTR matchup can be an interesting one if if DJ pulls up ahead a little bit. Uh, I'm hoping that doesn't happen, but we'll see.
0: I'm really hoping that one uh, plays out publicly as well. Uh, Sam and I usually conduct business in more of a a private setting, but we'll see. We'll see what happens if there's – a reason for me to post something publicly, I am I will not be shy in doing so. Al, we have one matchup left. The game's coming on in thirteen minutes. Al, before we make this last pick, give me your finals prediction, game one tonight.
1: I'm going Miami tonight. I think Miami wins tonight. I think that they're gonna win by I don't want to say double digits, but it's not gonna be a, a one, two, three, four point game. I think it's gonna be a few points. I think that uh, you know, the Lakers will come into the series a little slow. I think it's going to be tough for Miami to win this one. I'm rooting for them. I'm really pulling for them. I'd love to see Miami win. But my thought is it's going to be a long series where the Lakers probably end up winning. But tonight, Miami's going to win. Their brand of basketball is
0: certainly very fun to watch. Okay, Al. So much last fun last to watch. Matchup, 15 Colgate-Mahomes against the Palomalus. Currently, 15 Colgate, a slight favorite of about 155 and change against 153 and change uh, projection-wise. Al, who are you taking?
1: You look at the matchups, Lamar against Washington. Uh, Washington's got a good D-line, but I, I think Lamar's going to have a solid week there. Um, Mahomes against New England, I don't think that's a great matchup for Mahomes, but uh, you know we'll see what happens. But then you look at uh, Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup could go off this week. I think he could have a huge week. You go down the line, lock it against Miami, probably in line for a decent week there. Same with with Arab against Indy. So I think the receivers are going to come out and play for Ross today, this week. And I, I think that Ross edges out Ian here.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Ross's team is just a little bit more sound all around. Uh, Ian's quarterbacks, can they compete with Ross's? That will be certainly a question. And then can Ross's running backs hang with Ian's? And I just think Ross's Ross is more likely to be a yes, that Ross's running backs can hang with Ian's running backs more so than Ian's quarterbacks can hang with Ross's. That's what, what turns this matchup for me uh, tilted in Ross's favor. I'm also taking Ross. Um, Al, would you like to see Ross fail in this league
1: overall? I don't like to see anybody fail. So uh, we'll we'll preface it that way, but is he my number one choice to win? No chance. No shot. (laughs) I think he would be a terrible champion. And I think he knows it. He would make our lives miserable. I think realistically, like, this year, normally I'd say, like, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Jake win a title. The shall coming in the first year would be tough, I think, to prepare him to just waltz in and win a title. But I, I think you put them there, and then obviously the worst person to win the title would be the Dan Man.
0: Yeah, the, the Dan Man certainly would have a field day with it. And I'm with you on Ross. But the only thing I can say, and I don't think – and I'm with you. I don't think it applies, but perhaps he's he's learned – the taste of defeat so much so that he would have a little bit compassion should he win the championship because to, to come up the way he, he did last year and not get the job done and lose that Aaron Jones thing. That's got to be a, a little bit humbling here. Um, and perhaps
1: not a shot. Be
0: reflective Yeah. I'm not with, a yeah, shot. Not a shot. Can. This guy, if this guy wins,
1: he will let us know about it. Trust me. that. And he will let us know about it in five years from now that he won. This is not a, the type of guy who's going to let it go. Trust me that it's not going to be like Effie where, you know, all of a sudden we're like, oh, who won? Who's a, Who won last year? The guy's in the last place. Now, I don't think it's going to be the same way.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I love that. I love that. So we, we just can't let him win. Uh, that's it for the game picks. Al, uh, listen, we cut this program a little bit short today, but I thought we were very efficient. Did you have fun on this program?
1: It was a blast B. I'd love to be on whenever you want me. So, you know. Shoot yeah. me the text and I'm I'm willing to come on whenever. I'd love to do yeah. one with my with my guys uh at TMC, the governors over there. I think that'd be a fun one.
0: Oh yeah, let's set it up. Maybe we'll have have it on Rivalry uh week next time and have just a, a panel sort of thing. Maybe like a uh post debate sort of show, you know, where I'm sort of just going down the I like that. You know, just get viewpoints of a couple of different teams. That'd be great. I'm all in for that. And if, if you want me, just me again, I would love it, man. This is great. Yeah, Al, I, I absolutely do. I, I'm trying to get everybody involved. Usually what happens is people text me. You texted me like last week to come on. I was booked. I Like Elliot and Jake had texted me. So I just said, let's do it this week. Aaron is slated next week. So uh, to anyone listening, whoever wants to be on, just shoot me a text and, and we'll set something up. Uh, Al, uh, I will let you go. Let's get ready for the game. Hopefully it's a good one. And uh, I will speak to you soon. Listen, I have the bar next week and then I'm going away. But let's uh, let's hang out soon.
1: Great, B. Looking forward to it. Love to hang out. Great seeing you this past weekend, and good luck this week, my man. Good luck on both. Thank embark. you.
0: Thank you. Uh, and okay, all right, so with that, this has been the Odd Podcast. I am your host, B. I will see you next time.